Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Well, I'm happy for Justin Herbert, former University of Oregon quarterback who had three full-time head coaches while he was in college. I thought that was... Like, not enough was made over the fact that Herbert sort of endured an era of uncertainty at Oregon. Going from Mark Helfrich to Willie Taggart to Mario Cristobal, then to the NFL. And then it was uh, Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. And now, Adam Schefter and others reporting that Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to accept the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers get their coach. The national champions have about 72 hours to fill Jim Harbaugh's seat before everybody jumps into the transfer portal. This is good for Herbert. It's a win for him. Three full-time coaches in college, three more full-time coaches in the NFL. I think Harbaugh fits his style. And in fact, I think one of the reasons why Harbaugh probably wanted that job is because he knew he had a quarterback in Justin Herbert. We'll talk about that plus the NFC Championship game. 49ers, Detroit Lions, Sunday. I'm excited about the game. I'm excited to uh, see what happens, see if the 49ers can play a little better. Our next guest, Jennifer Lee Chan, is a beat reporter, covers the 49ers for NBC in the Bay Area, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, went to USC. We've had her on before. Retired professional wrestler. You may that may ring a bell. Jennifer Lee Chan joining us now. Jennifer, thank you for making time for us. Um, give us, you know, before we get into the Niners and the NFC title game, your reaction to uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Like, how does that strike you? I actually thought it would be a perfect fit when I heard that, just because of the way Jim Harbaugh operates. I mean, you know, he's got tons of quarterback experience. And watching what he did when he arrived with the 49ers, he's a fixer. Like, he's got, you've got a lot of talent on the roster with the Chargers, and I think he can just go in there and coach them up well. And I think it's only going to lead for to better production for Justin Herbert, a better team atmosphere. I just think it's the perfect fit for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and I keep thinking about, you know, he kind of did what he needed to do in, in uh, college athletics by winning the national championship at Michigan. I was at the title game. And in the post-game news conference, he slipped a little bit. He said, now I can sit at the big kids' table. I've won a national championship. And then under his breath, he said, I haven't won a Super Bowl. And and then he kind of continued. And I thought, did anybody else catch that? Like, you know, you 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 were there in his time in San Francisco, and you you saw it, and, you know, certainly the aftermath of it. Um, you know, he, he knocked on the door and flirted with it. But how did the how did the 49ers view that era now, looking back at the Harbaugh era? Looks like we got a little uh, technical difficulties here. All right, let's oh, let's get <laughs> her. Do you, why don't you guys grab her and put her on line one or two, and and we'll bring Jennifer back on it. We're having some phone issues that I think related back to yesterday. We're having the very same issue we had yesterday with the phones, and I think we now have sort of figured out what is going on. It's on our end, not on Jennifer's <laughs> end. Uh, and I was dying to hear the answer to her question. I got to be honest with you, Stephen. I just didn't know if my headset wasn't working. 
or it, it was on uh, our end or her end or whatnot, uh, let's have her call back in on line one or two, guys, instead of just repeating what we just did and having her on the back line. So I think it's better just to do it that way. And if we're having a technical issue, we'll deal with it, get the engineers on it. But I think the uh, regular call lines are working and our back lines are not. So I apologize to the listeners for the inconvenience there and certainly uh, apologize to our guest who uh, is giving us her time and uh, and uh, expertise only to find that uh, there's a technical issue. Just a, a little bit on the Jim Harbaugh front while we get Jennifer back on the line. Um, look, I, I think Justin Herbert, when he was drafted, the questions about him were all about, you know, his ability to be a leader and be vocal. And I can remember in the run-up to that draft, like over and over again, as it as it happens with every athlete, the draft ends up, you know, every athlete being nitpicked. But in the end, we now see Herbert, you know, is Justin Herbert in the NFL the same way he was in college. I think the rest of that organization just needs to kind of form around him. We got Jennifer back. Uh, Jennifer, really sorry for that. We we're having some issues with our phone lines. But let's go back. I'll ask you the question again. The Harbaugh era in San Francisco, how is it viewed by the 49ers now in the wake of it? I think the 49ers fans have always been big fans of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, what he did for the organization, taking them back to a Super Bowl while it was unsuccessful, I think the fact that he turned the club around was huge. And I think that's exactly what he can do for the the Chargers. I mean, it's just such a perfect fit for him. He's a great quarterbacks coach. You know, what he did for Alex Smith, same thing. I think he could do it for Justin Herbert. And just the fact that he is kind of a fixer. There's a lot of talent there. I don't know that he could necessarily, I mean, I'm not saying that he couldn't or that he could, but there's so much talent there already. He doesn't have to worry about a general manager building up the roster, kind of padding it. Of course, they need to do some work on the roster, but he's got so much talent there already. He's going to be able to turn the club around very quickly. Yeah, a quarterback-centric game, I'm sure, looking at all the jobs that were open. Justin Herbert makes that job a little more attractive. Uh, Jennifer Lee Chan is our guest. Uh, You can catch her covering the 49ers uh, for NBC in the Bay Area, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, Jennifer, let's pivot to the NFC title game. Um, Niners looked rusty. What what did you make of the divisional round? And, and was it the weather? Was it the layoff? Uh, what do you make of it? I think there was a lot of different factors across the board. I mean, for Brock Purdy, it was there was weather. It was wear the glove, don't wear the glove, adjusting mm-hmm. to wearing it, adjusting to not wearing it. The weather was a factor. I think there was... Um, you know, the fact that Debo Samuel went out, they had a lot of game planning surrounding, you know, Debo Samuel's appearance in the game and what he can do to change how the offense works. So I think there were a lot of different factors on why it wasn't a smooth game, but at least they came out of there with a win. Uh, you know, different plays. I know you guys are all familiar with Diamador Lenore up there. He's been playing really well, but his counterpart, Ambry Thomas, had a tough game. So, um, I think just across the board, they need to play better from special teams to run defense to the offense. So I, if they can pull it together this week and just not make mistakes, I think they've got a good chance against the Lions. Yeah, and I keep thinking, you know, they, you know, that layoff, the fact that, you know, they were trying to rest guys late. It's tough to come back from that. And frankly, the Packers were pretty good. You uh, tweeted about Debo Samuel. You saw him in the locker room uh, today. Uh, what was his mood? What did he say? Um, He's been really upbeat. I mean, I saw him after the game as well. And compared to the game in Cleveland, it was week six when he had the shoulder, the fracture on his shoulder, hairline fracture. That game afterwards, he needed help putting on a jacket. So it was really painful. And that was after the game, you know, when they still have a lot of adrenaline going. It was painful for him then. So 
after the game on Saturday against the Packers, he actually took a shirt, put his hands over his head, and pulled it down. So much less pain for him following this game. So I knew it would be not as serious. The last time in week six, he missed two games after that. So it looks like he's in good spirits, and I'm sure that he's going to play on Sunday. And I think, you know, for Niner fans, he adds such an element to the offense. He takes some pressure off George Kittle. It takes pressure off the run game, makes everything easier for Brock Purdy. Um, The Niners could not have been happy with that performance, although they win the game, and it is about winning and advancing. Did Kyle Shanahan talk? Has he talked more about this that this week and, you know, how the, you know, how they might play better this this Sunday? Uh, I think they're definitely dialed in for this Sunday. Uh, they really closed the door on the Packers game. They evaluated it on Sunday and Monday, and they really moved forward to what they have to do to game plan against the Detroit Lions. I mean, they've got a big task coming up ahead. Jared Goff has been playing really well. Amon Ross St. Brown is a great receiver, and they've also got a run game. They've got a you know two-headed run game that's coming from that for them, and so their run defense that had been so good up until that game against the Packers, uh, I think it's 51 straight games where they did not allow a 100-yard rusher, and it happened on Sunday or Saturday against the Green Bay Packers, so they are dialing it back up, making sure that does not happen to them again. Now, the game you know, sort of was reminiscent of some recent years where, you know, the Niners just played to the wire and maybe it's reflective of the NFL. But, you know, I thought it was good for the for the team to get an opportunity to have to close a game out and, you know, get in a fierce game because I think these last two games, if they do get two games, are going to be like that. Did Do you think it, it was beneficial for them to be in a close game? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of them said after the game they're battle-tested now. You know, they came from behind, which is something that, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy had not done before. Coming back from being down into the fourth quarter, a game-winning drive, just building their confidence, knowing that they can do it if they have to. Weaknesses on this 49ers team. I don't think it's Brock Purdy, but you cover this team. Where do you see sort of the weak links that Detroit might try to attack? I mean, if you look at last week's game, it's definitely Ambry Thomas. I mean, he had just such a rough game. He was coming back from a hand injury. He hadn't played since New Year's Eve. So he had a lot of time off and without practice. So he had surgery on his hand. He came back and he's, you know, he said to him, he said himself today to me that, you know, it was all about confidence. He wasn't playing like himself. And now getting that game rep in, even though he cost two really huge penalties on third down, he knows that he can play better and he is expecting that of himself going forward. Uh, we're talking to Jennifer Lee Chan. You can find her covering the 49ers uh, on Twitter and also with uh, NBC Sports in the Bay Area. Um, this team, has it captured the fan base? You've been there for a while. You've grown up. You've seen these teams and covered them for a while. There have been some other years where maybe they went to the Super Bowl or certainly in their past in the 80s and 90s where they were they were great. Uh, has the fan base, is the fan base all on board with this team? Oh, absolutely. And I think all of that talk about Brock Purdy not being good enough is only outside the building. I think fans love him. He's such a good kid. He's level-headed. He's humble. He's a good leader, especially for being as young as he is. And he's proven to them that he can take them the distance. So, you know, if it wasn't for his elbow injury in the NFC Championship game last season, who knows where they would be 
you know, whether they would have made it to the Super Bowl or not. But I think he just inspires confidence, and he's such a hard worker. I think one of the things that's the key to this locker room is that the best players are the hardest workers. You look at Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, um, Brock Purdy. They're all such preparation junkies. Fred Warner, they call Eric Armstead the blueprint because he studies so much film. So because of all the leaders on the team, are such hard workers, it just trickles down. You've got, you know, young guys, rookies like Jair Brown, who also are very mature, who are ready to take over whenever they need to. So I think really the the reason that the fan base loves them is that the that the players inside seem genuinely confident, genuinely smart and care about the team and I think they really do. Now the Detroit Lions come into this game looking like a team that is playing with house money, they're playing loose. They, you know, probably, you know, very few people expected them to be in this position. It was supposed to be the Eagles. It was supposed to be the Cowboys. Does that give any advantage to the Lions coming in against a team that, you know, many viewed as the favorite in the NFC? I mean, I think it's always teams love to be under the radar. It kind of reminds me of the the 49ers when they were in 2019 when they first really had their, you know, their the beginning of this run. That was like the fifth of fourth of the beginning of their four NFC championship games in five years. So the confidence that that built and just the fact that they were unexpected to be to go as far as they did. I think teams love that. They're going to bring lines are going to bring their best game to Levi Stadium. They have nothing to lose because no one expected it from them. So, you know, they walk away with a loss the season's still a success. If they walk away from a win, it's even better heading to the Super Bowl. So I think no matter how you slice it for the Lions, it'll be, you know, chalked up as a success for the, the for the franchise. But for the 49ers, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I think it will be disappointment. Yeah, and I, I kind of worry about that pressure and how it might weigh on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Jennifer Lee Chan with us, uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, the potential Super Bowl matchup, I can't erase Christmas Day in the Baltimore Ravens from my mind. Help me feel better about that. I grew up a Niner fan, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, they did not play their best football. I think Brock Purdy didn't make great decisions, but I also think that that was kind of a learning experience for them. That three-game skid earlier in the season did, I mean, honestly did wonders for them, not being overconfident knowing that they need to put in the work and keep their heads down. And I think that, you know, same thing for that Baltimore Ravens team. Kind of better that it happened then than it happened later or, you know, if they play each other again. So I think it's a learning lesson for all of them not to be too cocky, not to be too overconfident. And I think it came at a really good time for them. Best interview in the locker room. Who are you going to? Oh, they're they're all so good. Uh, George Kittle is amazing. He always is willing to talk about anything. Uh, Trent Williams gives so much insight on anything. Uh, Nick Bosa is fun to talk to. Fred Warner is super open. Really just a, the locker room all around is so good. And I think that because, you know, that's because of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and it's just a trickle down. Both of those two guys are fantastic to talk to. And, you know, they treat everybody with respect, and I think that just trickles down to the locker room. And especially as a female going into a men's locker room, I, I don't feel any bit of discomfort at all. They all are very respectful, and it's a really great environment. And I think that's why they win. 
That's good to hear. And, you know, and I read the athletic story, I think it was last week or this week, about sort of the the mindset that they took when they were building the roster. And they were looking for guys who just love to play and have the joy for the game. And that's easy to say. Like, you and I can say that. Hey, they love the game, whatever. But you can really see it. Like, when George Kittle drops a pass even, the expression on his face as he's going back to the huddle is, you know, like the rest of us when, you know, we step on a Lego in the living room. Like, you know, we... We a very relatable team, and and I, you know I I just wonder sometimes how that you know it's not accidental, is it? No, they went after guys who love the game of football, and you know the ones that love preparing, the ones that love studying the game. Coach Shanahan's offensive system is very intense, and so it takes guys sometimes a year, sometimes two years to really get it down. Now Brock Free. I believe we have lost Jennifer's phone again, just momentarily. I'm going to pop her right back on. Are you there now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nope. There she goes. She drops. Well, we're going to commercial break anyway. Maybe, uh, Judah, we can call her back. Thank her for coming on. She's just ready to go to break. I really am sorry about the uh, phone situation, but uh, we got about 12 good minutes there and great insight. I want you to leave it here. We got more ahead. Anna's coming on the show. Uh, We'll talk more about Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Uh, That now being widely reported, I think that's great for um, Justin Herbert. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he can do with a head coach who we know won't be cycled out in two years or isn't coaching for his job. Certainly, Harbaugh has proven when you give him a quarterback uh, the first thing he's going to do is go out and he's going to get an offensive line and put a run game together. Uh, I think it's kind of an exciting time to be a Chargers fan. Uh, Lee Hexel Hamilton probably going bananas this week. Uh, I think it's a great move, uh, in a, and it's really exciting to see what the Chargers are doing. Anna's popping into the studio, that and more. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.